Yeah. What is good, Sixer Nation? Welcome on in. Late night edition, man. Philly take with RB. You know why we're here. You know why we're here. Gonna be a good one, man. Gonna talk it up. Sixers and Nets preview on the night before. Joel Embiid hopefully going to go down at the Wells Fargo against Ben Simmons. We'll talk Sixers, Nets, Eastern Conference. And wait, there's a special treat. Are Nets fans actually getting critical? Yo, this is groundbreaking stuff. We have you all covered here on Philly Take with RB. Welcome on in, man. Hit the like button, subscribe to the show. Hit the bell. Don't miss any of the coverage, man. Welcome on in. Sixer Nation. Let's go. Let's go. Tonight's show presented by Aura, the leading provider of digital safety and security with fraud protection. How's everybody doing tonight, man? Hope you all are doing well. I got to be honest, I was not even planning to drop any content tonight, but it's been a while since we did one of these shows. And I was like, you know what? What better way to get ready for tomorrow? Because you know, we'll be live. YouTube, playback everywhere. We'll be live. But I was like, yo, let's go and, and bring it back a little bit. People have been asking for, you know, a potential call-in show or just a show like this where we talk with the chat, we get our blood pumping, and tonight's a perfect night to do it. So welcome on into the show once again. A lot to get into, a lot to talk about. As I said here to begin the show, things are getting a little spicy in the NBA world. Things are getting a little spicy as it relates to the Sixers, the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, hopefully, guys, hopefully, because there still has not been one uh, matchup where both teams have been fully healthy. And obviously, Kevin Durant will not play tomorrow, so that streak will continue. But if Joel Embiid is good enough to go, it will be the Sixers, it will be the Nets, it will be Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons in the moment that Joel gets switched into the post on Ben Simmons and the people at the Wells Fargo rise. And we'll be on the live stream going crazy. I can't wait to see it, man. I cannot wait to see it. I was actually at the the last Sixer Nets game. If you've been here on the channel, I did a post game live from the actual arena. It was lit, man. Sixers went in there with Shake Milton, DeAnthony Melton, Paul Reed with all the backups and took down Simmons, KD, Kyrie. That was a crazy game, man. And uh, tomorrow's the rematch. But I also want to talk about today why I believe the Sixers are the better team uh, than the Brooklyn Nets, why I'm not afraid of the Brooklyn Nets, because people constantly ask me here on this show, why why do you continue to talk that way, uh, and, and why are you not afraid of them? So we'll get into that as well. But I want to start off with uh, an interesting statistic here. This is from Sean Bernard. Uh, let me know you know what you guys think in the chat. First off, shout out to everybody. Let's shout a couple people out up in here. Uh, Merksy, what's going on, man? Says, nice surprise. Yeah, no, we didn't even promote this. Nothing like that. We just hopped on. So the people that are in here that have the notifications on, thank you so much. And thank you for supporting the show on all platforms. Uh, Mike Blaze, what's going on, man? 
We have uh, Emod in the chat. Sean Quigg, what's up, man? Says, I hope he lines up at the five just once. It may be the happiest basketball moment for Joel. And that's that's an interesting point. Like, will Joel fight through some pain to play this game? Will Joel say, okay, you know what? Maybe my foot's not feeling the best. We'll get into the practice video today. But maybe he's sitting there going, you know what? I got to play this game. I need to go out there and, and finally just let loose, man, and and, you know, get past that moment because he still hasn't played him in the regular season preseason. Yeah, but that's a different beast. Um, but how about this stat here to begin the night from my guy, Sean Bernard, who I was actually trying to get on this show, uh, but he was not available. But Sean put this out on Twitter. Ben Simmons is 23 for 53 from the free throw line this season. 43.4%. His previous career low was the rookie season with the Sixers where he shot 56%, excluding the 34.2% he shot in the 21 playoffs. Simmons has never shot fewer than 4.2 attempts per game and is averaging 1.5 this season. Now, look, I I mean, I made the video a couple days ago about uh, the Sixers winning the Harden-Simmons trade. Uh, There were even some Nets fans that were finally coming out of the rafters for that uh, because, let's be honest, the Nets fan base has been quiet as a whole. They have not said a peep over the last five months. And as we're going to get to in a little while, there are even people in the Nets fan base criticizing Ben Simmons because they know they see what we see and there is no more hiding. Okay. There is no more excuse. There's nothing. You you really can't say anything else other than just be kind of astonished. Even I'm astonished. Let's be honest. Okay. I, I knew it would be bad. I didn't think it would be this bad, this quick. Like it is just, it is absurd. I was talking to, my uh my father about this and you know he also doesn't like Ben Simmons and we were just kind of talking about how crazy this situation is we were trying to think of a an athlete ever in, in the history of sports where they had a situation like this and and you just can't you cannot think of a situation like this it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense not to go down an old history rabbit hole here but Literally, all you had to do was shoot a basketball. All you had to do was shoot a basketball. And it's not even like you just can't shoot now. You won't take it to the rim. You can't shoot free throws. You've gotten worse. And the, and the craziest part is that you sat out for an entire year and a half, year, year and a half, whatever it was, didn't play. Did you work on your game? Did you get back? Like, if it was me as a competitor, if it was anybody, let's say, as a competitor, and you got embarrassed during a playoff series and you shot 30% from the free throw line, something deep down inside you would say, you know what? That will never happen again. That will never happen again. And you would come out and the next time you're seen, especially a year later, you know you would what, what you would do? You would go out first possession, take that ball, go all the way to the rim, get fouled, and go right back to the line. That's what you would do. I, I just, I've never seen something like this before. And again, like I said on the video the other day, I wish Ben the best personally for his life as a person. What he did to the Sixers organization, though, is a completely different thing. I will not excuse it. I will not excuse the people that tried to excuse it and the things that were brought up and the things that were brought forward in order to screw the Sixers organization over. Like, I don't think I can get over that until the Sixers win a championship because. As I said last year on a roundtable on this show, and nobody wanted 
to listen to it at the time, but think about how many opportunities were wasted. I'm telling you right now, it's so funny. People said that Joel Embiid was the reason the Sixers were not winning a chip. There were people out there saying that. If Joel Embiid had a competent point guard, not even a great point guard like a James Harden right now, a competent guard, a competent guard, Joel Embiid would be an NBA champion right now. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say Joel Embiid would be an NBA champion right now, and he might be a two-time champion. The Sixers would have got to at least two finals over the last five years if it was not for a man who did not get better. I'm not saying he didn't bring anything of value to the team, but over time, the first time he faced adversity, he didn't want to hear it, and he did not get better. And that leaves us at this point where the Sixers are in win-now mode and they have to win. Otherwise, you know, they're going to have to start, uh, they're going to have to start moving some pieces around. I, I just, I can't believe it. But anyway, this is just one stat here. So shout out to Sean. And I just, I can't believe that, um, that it's gotten this bad. And my question for the people out there, because again, a lot of them went into hiding because there's nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say about it. Like, it's just bad. But my question is, you know, what's next? What's next? And for the people out there that say, oh, why are Sixers fans, you know, still talking about this? Because it is prevalent to our franchise. That move, what the Sixers had to do, what they had to sacrifice because a man would refuse to get better is impacting every season as you get later on into Joel's career. That that piece right there, that was a number one overall pick. It's not like that was a late second round pick. No, that was a number one overall pick with expectations. You had two number one overall picks that just, you know, it just didn't work out. And that that is huge, especially with the process and everything like that. So um, it's crazy, man. But anyway, on to the next thing. Ben Simmons, when he was here, was a great defender, even though he couldn't play offense and shoot. Um Ben Simmons uh, was a great defender. Now, here's a play from their last game. By the way, Ben Simmons gets sat in the fourth quarter. I didn't know it was the entire fourth quarter, but he actually gets sit uh, in, you know, in the fourth quarter, like early on. I think he came out with like 11 minutes to go in this game and did not come back in. But anyway, shout out to Joe here on Twitter. He, he puts this play and he says, Ben Simmons overplays Clay. And something I notice is that uh, ben Simmons, you know, he fouls so much now that he's not even touted as a good defender anymore. He's not even touted as a good defender. He's just an average defender. Um, I mean, he has his moments, of course, but overall, he's just not, you know, what he used to be. So there diminishes more value in terms of anything he has left. Now let's watch this play. He's going to be on Clay Thompson. You see Clay walking up the floor here. And I'm going to tell you why I'm looking at this in a second. Look at that defense by Ben. I've never seen him play defense like that. He, he was much better in Philadelphia. There are plays where he just doesn't look like he's even moving around. And the reason I bring that up is because come playoff time, the Sixers are much better suited to make a playoff run. The Sixers are much better suited to make a run than the Nets. And even when the Nets went on that 12-game win streak, right, the Sixers, the Nets were climbing up the East. I sat here and I said, I'm not worried about that team. 
And they said, why? Why won't you give them credit? No, I'm giving them credit. They had a great run. Kevin Durant, you know, was, was playing great. Kevin Durant's one of the greatest players in the world. Kyrie is on a different planet right now. The way he's balling out, Kyrie is winning games for that team. But the reason I will not be afraid of that team is because of that. We have seen it firsthand. Sixers fans have seen it firsthand. You look at the way the Sixers are playing right now, not a peep about them. They're 18 and four in their last 22. Even the Sixer haters have been quiet. I haven't heard from them, not a peep from them, let alone the talking heads. And the Philadelphia 76ers are playing some of the most inspired ball in the league right now. And I think they need more credit. And I think they're more well-suited for the playoffs. I really do. I think they're more suited for the playoffs. And the reason is because the Nets essentially not only have one, but now two guys that can't shoot free throws in Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton. Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton. You can't play them two together in the playoffs in the fourth quarter, I'll tell you that. And it looks right now that Jock Vaughn is going to pick Nick Claxton over Ben Simmons, which is very crazy to think about a couple years ago, Nick Claxton. But anyway, um, that brings me to this. So tomorrow, the Sixers and the Nets showdown. Now, again, this is not going to be a healthy matchup, unfortunately. Uh, Sixers fans, Nets fans have been waiting for one healthy matchup. No Kevin Durant. Who knows? Will Simmons play? Does he want to play? Because people out there have said that he tries to get fouled out of games early so he doesn't you know, have to continue playing. I mean, that, those are some of the things that are being said. If that was being said about me, I would take that personally. But to each their own. Um, but anyway, Shake Milton was asked about this matchup because, you know, there's always a little extra juice. And this is what Shake Milton had to say about the possibility of Ben Simmons switching on to Joel tomorrow. Because all you have to do is, you know, little screen action, get Joel switched onto him. Here's what Shake Milton said, quote, we like that matchup. We're going to throw him the ball and let him go to work for sure. I mean, we like Joel against anybody, so it really doesn't matter. Now, in terms of Joel Embiid, uh, this was put out earlier today. He was at practice. He was putting some shots up. But Doc Rivers says that he's still dealing with a foot injury, the one that kept him out last game. And, you know, if you didn't check out the postgame recap after last game, check that out. High vibes, man. The Sixers are balling right now. They took the Kings off a six-game win streak. They beat them without James, without Joel on the road. This Sixers team is learning how to win games. They are learning how to win games. And um, here's what Joel looked like at practice earlier today. Like I said, day-to-day, Doc Rivers said he's not sure if Joel will play. Let me tell you something right now. Joel, please play this game. Please. Sixers fans want to see it. Everybody wants to. Joel has to know that he needs to suit up for this game and go put Ben in the post and, uh, and dunk on him or something. Come on, man. I don't think Sixers fans can take another game where, you know, many players are out and it's just not the same. So I hope that they do. Uh, end up suiting him up, and I hope he's good to go. Hope he's good to go. What do you guys think? Do you think Joel will will muscle through and play this game? Do you want him to, even if he's a little banged up? What do you guys think? First off, shout out to everyone in the chat, man. We got 155 in here. Please hit the like button. Get this to 100 likes. Thank you all for being here. 
We are talking about this game. We're having a good time, man. We're, we're going to get to the chat messages and, uh, you know, the phone lines are open as well if you want to call in. But essentially, we're just talking about this trade. And I mean, I can echo it and echo it and echo it until, you know, I'm blue in the face. But the Sixers won the trade by a mile. Tomorrow, obviously, won't reveal anything more about that or anything less. Uh, but going forward, I think the Sixers team is learning how to win games. And, you know, on Saturday, they have the whole rivalry week thing. That thing's coming up that they instilled this year. Embiid, Jokic, it's on 3 p.m. on Saturday, so we'll be live for that as well. Uh, should be an interesting matchup for sure. A lot of noise, a lot of speculation this week. You know, just a lot of talking. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the Sixers can win these next two games. But tomorrow on your home court, you want to get this done. You want to get the W. Kyrie Irving, like I said, is playing uh, out of his mind right now. And I think he had like 40 points last game. He, he just, he's putting up like 35 to 40 a game. Kyrie's been unstoppable. Uh, the way you can hopefully counteract that is maybe playing Thibel a little bit more. Um, we'll see what Tucker looks like because obviously he's been bad. Uh, De'Anthony Melton. De'Anthony Melton can get some run against Kyrie. I would hope that Doc Rivers... Uh, you know, really thinks hard about these matchups because he has been coaching better. Obviously, overall, I'm still not sold on him being a long-term guy or anything like that. But, uh, you know, Doc Rivers has been coaching better in terms of the lineups, the matchups. Some people don't want to give him credit at all. Uh, I will give him credit because he has been coaching better. But the Sixers need to get this game done tomorrow. That way, you don't get those nauseating fans just coming through and, and talking smack. Oh, we beat you out. Well, guess what? We beat you without anybody. I was at the game. We, we literally beat you with backups. So the Sixers fans can hold on to that. But at this point, I don't know if these teams are going to play healthy. I don't know if they're going to play healthy, to be honest with you. I, I think the only way would be to see them in the playoffs. Would you guys entertain a playoff series? What do you guys think? That would be pretty crazy. If I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, my guy JB in the chat, what's up JB says Sixers and Eagles win big this week, win big this week. I hope so. I hope so, man. Now, one more thing before we get into what Nets fans are saying about Ben, because this is interesting. If I showed you these numbers before the year, would you believe me? This comes from Michael KB on Twitter. James Harden, 22 points a game, 11 assists, 6.4 rebounds. Ben Simmons averaging 7.5 points per game, 6.2 assists, 6.7 rebounds. Sometimes I tune into the uh, Nets box score and I, I look at how many shot attempts Ben has. Usually it's about, you know, four, five, six. Um, and, and let's just say Nets fans are starting to brew with their opinions. You know, there's, they're starting to accumulate. They're getting pissed off at that guy from what I'm seeing, because he just doesn't show any aggression. If he was aggressive, if he could at least play similar to the way he played in Philly, obviously he's never going to play offense. He's never going to shoot the ball, but if he could play the way he did in Philly, maybe Nets fans would give him a shot. Right. But he's not even playing like that. He's not even playing like that. It's just been awful, and they're getting pissed off at him. And meanwhile, James Harden is having an all-star season. James Harden is going to be an all-star. You do realize that, right? 
James Harden is playing like an all-star. And if you watch the Sixers games, he is efficient. He is effective. He took a, uh, a pay cut and he bet on himself to try to get a longer contract. All that speaks of is a good teammate. He got better with his body during the offseason. He just did everything right. Meanwhile, there are people out there saying that the other man is stealing money from his team. $35 million this year, 37 next year, 40 in the last year of the contract. You do know that, right? The Nets can't move that contract unless they want to take a huge cap hit. They might be trying to trade him before the deadline, but they can't. Who is going to take that contract? Nobody. Nobody, man. And this is why we've been saying for the last year, the Sixers won this trade by a landslide. Even if Harden didn't work out, the Sixers got off that contract. They got off that contract, man. I mean, it, it's clear as day. And now the, the way Harden's playing is a bonus. It's an extra. It's an extra, man. It, it's, it's crazy. I just have never seen the demise of a player like this. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I've never seen something like it. I mean, my my best conclusion is that he just doesn't want to play the game. That's my best conclusion at this point. He just like the fire's not there. He doesn't want to play because he hears everything. And, and I think the funniest part of it all is that at the beginning of the season on JJ Reddick's podcast, he said, I'm going to shoot. When he was asked by the Nets media in the press conference, he said, I'm going to shoot threes. He hasn't done anything. He doesn't even attack the basket. I saw some crazy stat that he like he's not even driving more than like three or four times a game to the basket. I mean, it doesn't make sense. And I'm not going to blame the media members, but in part, I'm sitting here wondering why won't anybody stand up to the guy? The only guy that has done anything that we've seen is Jock Vaughn, and that's bench him in the fourth quarter. But guess what? Come playoff time. You're not benching a $35 million man in the playoffs for an entire game. It's not happening. Otherwise, the coach is going to get fired. And it's not his fault, but it's just, it's just how it goes. It's the business, right? So it's crazy that since the time in Philly up until now, essentially everybody keeps allowing it. And I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, another breakdown is coming. They were pissed off last year when he didn't suit up for the playoffs. I kept telling you guys, he's not going to come back. He's not going to come back. He didn't. And now everybody's letting it slide. But guess what? Now it's starting to brew. It's starting to brew like heavily because we, we knew this the whole time, Sixer Nation. We already knew this, but now it's starting to brew on everybody else. People are aware like, yo, this is really it. This is what he is. It's crazy, man. Crazy. 15% below your best free throw percentage for a season? Wild, man. Chris says he says that every year, RB. Every year. And for a while, Sixers fans kept believing, like myself, because you saw the jump shot, right? For example, he posts videos of him shooting jump shots. But then again, you kind of have to step back and, and tell yourself, like, this is the weirdest situation in NBA history. It doesn't make sense. It's not like it's Anthony Bennett who tried as a number one pick but just was not good enough. That was just a bad pick. This guy has all the attributes to be LeBron James if he wants to be. 
It just, he won't do it. He'll say he'll do it, but he won't do it. How crazy is that, man? Unreal. Wild, man. Just as a basketball fan, it just, it doesn't make sense. Sean says the media is scared of him, but they, but the clutch connection protects him. I don't know, man. Uh, But anyway, I want to talk about what Nets fans are saying about him. And I know this is a lot of Nets and Simmons, but you know what? These teams playing tomorrow, it's good. It feels good to be on the other side of this for once. Because we've talked a lot about the Sixers, right? I mean, we, we drop videos here every day. We're talking about the Sixers. I'm doing my best to give them the credit they deserve. Joel Embiid should be in the MVP talks right now. He has now climbed up the ladder. James Harden is an all-star right now. Maxi looks like he's going to be, you know, raising the roof soon. Tobias needs to get back on track. But even the bench, George Niang, my guy, is just knocking down shots. Everything is going right for the Sixers right now. And things are starting to go the other way for the Brooklyn Nets. And tomorrow night is going to put things on a pedestal even more. Obviously, it's just a regular game. It's just another regular game. But, you know, the media, right? They're going to use that game to hype it up to see what will Ben do against his former team? What will he do against Joel Embiid? Will he show some fire? I'm not even kidding to you guys. When I was there at that game, and I said this on the post-game live from the arena, the man got bodied by Paul Reed in the post. Everybody was telling me, yo, you know, he had an, I forget what his stat line was. I actually have the box score. They were like, yo, he, he had an amazing game. 11 points, 11 assists, seven rebounds, three and three. Oh, he had an amazing game. When I tell you there were Sixers fans in the section with me, hoping that he came off or that he came on the floor in the fourth quarter. And as soon as he was brought back in by Nash, you know what happened? We all started celebrating because we said the Sixers had this game won. The Sixers were dominating them with backups, but the lead was not safe until he came back on the floor in the fourth quarter. That's why he gets taken off now in the fourth quarter because he can't like do anything. He's just a liability and come playoff time, if you have him and Claxton on the floor, I mean, you're going to see doubles on KD and Kyrie all day, especially on KD. It's just nuts, man. I, I just I can't believe it sometimes. Um, Rick Bennett, member for 28 months. Thank you, my man says, can we get a yes, sir? Can we get 100 likes in here, man? Rick, can we get a 100 likes, man? Come on, man. Yes, sir. Hold on, we got to run it back, man. Come on, man. Hit the like button if you think that the Sixers are going to go farther this year than the Brooklyn Nets. So the Sixers finally have a chance to get over the second round hump. I think they do. But the main key, guys, even more than Doc Rivers, because Doc is a key. The main key is can the Sixers stay healthy? And I'm hoping and I'm praying. If you get this James Harden, because think about this, man. I was just talking about this yesterday. Think about it. The Sixers got the game seven of the second round twice. They got the game six last year with a banged up Embiid, with Harden, the hamstring, whatever he had with that, he was not healthy. Uh, Niang was injured. I mean, guys were banged up. They have gotten this close many times, many times. If you have this version of James Harden and you have this version of Tyrese Maxey and say you get Tobias back shooting the ball, 
Well, if the Sixers got that close that many times, why can't they get over the hump? Why can't this be the year? They just have to stay healthy. That is it. That is it. That is it, man. That is it. People in the chat are saying, what are we watching? Guys, who, who's an OG on this channel, man? Who's an OG on this channel? We are, this, this is what we do here, man. This is what we do here. Drop a yes, sir, in the chat, man, if you're an OG. I mean, we do live streams during the games. We do videos every day. But we've done a lot of these shows before, man. Talking, you know, we, we do collabs, interviews. Sometimes we just talk with the chat. We go over the news, man. We're here late night. We're here late night. The game is tomorrow. We're previewing the game, guys. We're previewing the game. <laughs> We're just here talking it up, chatting it up the night before. Come on, man. We do call-in shows. We do a bunch here. We're keeping you up to date in every single way. So welcome on in, man. Welcome on in. Now, we're about to watch a video from a Brooklyn Nets content person. Now, I was going to play the audio, but unfortunately, they have music in the back, so I don't want to get hit with the copyright. But there are subtitles, so we will break this down little by little. And I want to talk about what this video entails. Essentially, Brooklyn Nets fans are boiling over the edge. They are. They have had enough with the non-aggression, not even the non-aggression, just the non-involvement, just, just the sitting around that Ben Simmons does on the floor. This is wild, man. We're going to break this down, but before we do that, uh, shout out to the sponsor of today's show. This one presented by Aura, a leading provider in digital safety and fraud protection. Now, when I purchased my last vehicle, guys, it was brought to my attention while you're doing that final paperwork and signing a bunch of things that a data hacker actually had tried to open a loan in my name in a separate bank, but in my name. And that right there is one example of a common issue that Aura aims to prevent. Aura is an easy to use app that includes everything you need to stay safe online by protecting you from data hackers and scammers on the internet. They fight back against all of those like little annoying websites that you know, try to get your personal info, make it public, send it to others, and they alert you if any of your private info is found or it gives you near real-time alerts on suspicious credit inquiries and even provides their own VPN, which will allow you to stay anonymous online. And they have a password manager to keep everything safe. So take the next step in preventing your online safety. Sign up for Aura. Click the link down below in the description. Go to Aura.com slash Philly Take to receive a two-week free trial of all of their services. Link down in the description. All right, man. Let's watch this video, guys, because a Brooklyn Nets content creator. This is Nets Kingdom, by the way. If you don't know who they are, I, I've heard of them a few times. Um, I, rem I think this was the platform that tried, to, uh, that tried to go at it with DJ a little bit. And essentially, the guys on this platform were defending Ben Simmons heavily. They were, uh, you know, backing him up and, you know, they were trying to talk heavy about James Harden and all this stuff. We are halfway into an NBA season and this is what they're saying now. So he starts off by saying, uh, Ben Simmons playing right now is brutal. He has all the space in the world. Now look at this. Do you know who guard, who's guarding Ben Simmons right there? This is Ty Jerome. This isn't Clay Thompson. It's not Draymond. It's Ty Jerome. And look what he does. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I just it, it's 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 wild to me, man. It's wild to me. It's the pass off and the run and set a screen for me. Look at this. Look at this. This is nuts. If this was you right now, if you were on this basketball court, would you lay this up? Or would you dunk it? Or, or what would you do? I almost feel bad. I, what is going on? It, you can't tell me that this man just forgot how to play. You think you've been through the situation once or twice. And you're doing it again. He did it against the Celtics. After the Hawks. And look at this. Bro, he's right there. Lay it up. Throw it down. You can li- you literally have all of the intangibles, man. Bro, you're 6'11. You have ev- like you have speed, size, athleticism. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he dumps it off to Nick Claxton. Obviously, we all know the Thibel one. He dumps it off to Nick Claxton. Okay. Now he gets the ball. Oh, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Hold up. All right. Now I'm now I'm at the logo. Now all right. I'm backing down. Clay, I got you. All right. This looks like it's about to be a successful drive. Okay. And just like with the Sixers, which not a lot of people pointed out, he never had any game around the rim either. He's got that little soft touch. Now in his rookie year, he was doing a bunch of crazy, you know, things. I mean, aesthetics, like he it just looks so good, man. And you know why why that was? It was because until Brad Stevens figured him out in the first playoff series, you know, nobody knew what to do. They hadn't seen something like that. And then Brad Stevens put two and two together and said, okay, well, let's make him shoot. Let's put together a center and whoever's guarding him and make him push the ball out. And he was crafty his rookie year. But as you went on, you know, this isn't year one or two anymore. This is year five, year six. And there's nothing to do now unless you take that step. And it just doesn't make sense to me because, you know, there are centers that have started to shoot the ball with the evolution of that position, right? There are centers that have started to shoot the ball in one offseason. Brooke Lopez is a perfect example. And this guy still won't even take an attempt. So there he goes around the rim. And he's going to take a weird contested shot. And boom, it's off by a lot. Now, you can't hear this right here, but Kyrie with a beautiful pass. And I know Kyrie and KD are starting to get annoyed with this. KD tried to get traded from this organization. And look at this, man. Right here, Kyrie actually yells to him. And he says, shoot it. Shoot it. And then he goes up with a little right-hand layup. He almost missed it, actually. Actually, he did miss it. (laughs) I mean, at this point, what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, here he is off the ball, right? Maybe get involved, get some rebounds if you're not going to play offense. Eh, take that possession off. Okay. Here's Nick Claxton. Wait, wait, is this, is this Nick Claxton? Okay, Claxton taking his, his game to the next level. There you go. And then Ben gets benched. Look at the subtitles. Ben is holding the Nets back. That is what Nets fans are saying. They're saying Ben is holding the Nets back. Wow, if only you would have listened to this show, if you would have listened to Sixers fans for the last year, we told you what was coming, Nets Kingdom, Nets Nation, Nets fans. We told you what was coming, man. 
it just again i understand where you're coming from because nobody can expect nobody can even imagine the lack of improvement the lack of desire to improve nobody can imagine it but at this point man he's just broken i guess i guess and you know what's wild is that Going to the Brooklyn Nets was actually the worst possibility for him. You know why? Because if he went to the Kings, nobody would even like worry about it. And I'm just using the Kings, right? They're a good team this year. If I say the Pistons or I don't know, whatever team is at the bottom, nobody would have their eyes. But now he's in the spotlight and come playoff time. You have Durant, you have Kyrie, you have to perform. And that makes it even worse. So this was just a lose-lose for his situation. And I've been saying this for the last year. I mean, there's nothing else you can tell me at this point. They're saying Ben is holding them back. Look, Claxton tries to tell him something. Look, turns away. He will not take criticism. He will not. Get away from me. (laughs) It's wild, man. It is wild. So uh, anyway, that kind of sums up what we will see tomorrow. I'm guessing Ben will probably have three or four fouls early on. I think Joel is going to try to poster him. Um, And yeah, it'll probably be an even match back and forth game. You know, no Durant, but the Nets will probably keep it close. And I think the Sixers should be able to pull off and win this game. Send them boys home, man. Send them boys home. Uh, Get the W. Get six in a row. The Sixers have been playing inspired ball. The biggest thing I've noticed, obviously, the way they're playing together, but they just, they know how to win games now. They know how to win games. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, there's been, what, four days off, but, man, they, this is a really good shot tomorrow to just make a, make a good statement. And, yeah, you, you just got to stop Kyrie Irving. Seth Curry's on the nets. He's been banged up here and there throughout the year. I feel bad for Seth, man. I wish the Sixers could get him back. Don't think it'll be possible, but... um yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. A couple more things I want to point out here, guys. And and thank you all for being in here. I mean, we got a lot of people for uh, 1030 at night. But please hit that like button. Subscribe to the show. We'll be live tomorrow, guys. 730 YouTube playback. We'll be covering this game. It's going to be a good stream, so you better pop in. But um, just one, one uh, another thing I wanted to point out, just as a side note, to take a, a, talk, uh, a break from the talk about Ben and the Nets and the Sixers. Someone pointed me to this article earlier, uh, Dave Early here on Twitter. Former Sixer Isaiah Joe is providing the type of spacing that Embiid Harden could use. Red Hot shooting dials up pressure on the trio of Harris, Doc, and Daryl after they let him get away last October. We put out a top trade target video yesterday, so be sure to put that on your to-do list. Check it out. I gave you a couple names I think the Sixers could go after, and I actually gave a prediction as to who I think the Sixers are going to trade at the deadline. So check that out. It just sucks, man. All Sixers fans knew, especially Sixers fans here on this channel, knew what Isaiah Joe could do. More minutes, more time, more opportunity. He's lighting it up for the OKC Thunder and... uh Yeah, man, it sucks. It does suck, but I do wish him the best. Just wanted to point that out, that he is still killing it. Um, But the last thing is interesting. So Daryl Morey, this is Daryl's Twitter, and he put out, or he retweeted this article 
from Liberty Ballers, and it says, in case you hadn't noticed, the Sixers are, are pretty good. Now, Daryl Moore is a guy that, you know, wants the internet to know that he's doing a good job. I mean, it's just how he is. I love Daryl, but he does do that. He does monitor Twitter maybe a little bit too much sometimes. And, you know, he puts out this article, which I thought was funny. Um, and it was actually written by Paul Hudrick. Shout out to Paul. We've had him on the show before as well. Uh, it says winners of 18 of last 22 fueled by their star duo and improved depth creeping up the standings. sitting at number two in the East can even make it better tomorrow. Uh, Boston's been struggling a little bit, so it will be interesting to, uh, to see how that goes. But anyway, uh, he just kind of talks about everything, but there's a couple main points I want to get to in this. Um, he says after a five and a West coast trip, Sixers have won 18 of 22 and sit alone as the East second seed, a full game ahead of the Bucks, three behind the Celtics, largely fueled by star duo, improved depth, and unselfish tone that has been set. Now, I posted this on YouTube Shorts earlier, but there's a quote from George Niang, and I thought this was interesting, and I want to get the, the pulse of the Sixer Nation. What do you guys think about this quote? Uh, Noah Levick put this out, and there was a video, like I said, it's on YouTube Shorts here on this show, but... George Yang had this to say about the Sixers and how they improved and how they kind of regrouped and got their season going. So he says, quote, I think this group is brutally honest with each other, what we need from certain guys and what we need as a team to be successful. So obviously losing in Toronto was not a great feeling, but you have to go through stuff like that to eventually reach the top. And I think we've had multiple conversations and multiple practices where I don't want to say guys have been called out, but we have addressed what we need from everybody to be successful. And I think we're kind of hitting our stride with that right now. That right there is something that the Sixers have not had. Not only does it sound like Doc is trying to take command, but it sounds like the players in the locker room are demanding more of each other. And that is something the Sixers have not had. I feel like you've been missing that. Maybe adding a guy like PJ Tucker or Montrez Harrell or whatever also can contribute to that environment, but that is music to my ears. It sounds like guys actually, you know, want to get this done this year. Not like, okay, we'll wait and see what happens. No, they're actually trying to uh, make this happen. And it sounds like there's more accountability. Toronto game, Niang is referencing, dropped the team to one and four after a disappointing loss to the Spurs. It was Tucker who spoke up post game to call the team out. Bada boom, bada bing. That's why you get P.J. Tucker, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, he needs to play, uh, play better. Obviously, he needs to get on his game. But P.J. Tucker, as I've stated, is a locker room presence, and he brings an element that the Sixers have been lacking. There's also a selfless attitude around the Sixers. Tucker's a player that doesn't care about stats or scoring. Well, we guess what? We know that. <laughs> he does whatever it takes to win. Melton fits a similar vein, adjusting his role to the team needs. And looking at Maxi, who could start on most teams, starring in his role without a complaint. Tyrese Maxi went to Doc Rivers. If you saw the post-game video, Maxi looked disappointed, but he said, you know, I know I'm a starter, but I'm going to do what's best for the team. Guys are buying in. So whatever they're selling right now seems to be working. And obviously winning cures all. So that's a good thing to see. Now he does uh, say this. Where is this at? Where is this at? Uh, leadership. The team's splashiest signing has seemingly lost the offensive touch. He has been a reliable defender 
Uh, here it is. Matisse Thibel is clinging to a rotation spot while wings like House, a free agent signee, the team was excited about, and Furkan Korkmaz, the second longest tenured sixer, are on the outside looking in. Wow. It's like when you play your best guys, when you, you know, kind of weed out the guys that aren't producing, that aren't ready to play, it's like you see better results. It's like we've been saying this all year, and now Daniel House doesn't play because he's a negative. Furkan Korkmaz doesn't play because he's a negative. So it's like when you play your best guys and you give the hot hand more time, more opportunity, Matisse Thibel is still having the Sixers undefeated when he plays 20 or more minutes. And some people have been, have been commenting on my uh, statement there when I say that, and they say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Tease doesn't do much to impact. It's just a pointless stat. Maybe some of the games are, but Matisse Thibel is actually making an impact on defense. And from what I've seen and from what the Sixers said, go back to our training camp videos, our training camp coverage. They touted Matisse Thibel as the hardest worker this offseason. They touted Thibel as the most improved player. You need to give him some time, man. You need to let him continue to grow because right now, Jaden Springer is not playing. He's not going to play for this team. Matisse Thibel is another first-round pick that you have to get some use out of. You need to get that value out of Matisse Thibel. So, uh, yeah, I want to see Thibel continue to play. Embiid and Harden have played 692 minutes together with a net rating of 10.1. They've posted a preposterous 122.86 rating. That is kind of nuts when you think about it. That's kind of when you, when, when you think about that, it's kind of nuts, man. We saw in many critical possessions, including back-to-back game winners, how Harden can create open looks for Embiid from his favorite spot on the floor, a.k.a. the elbow or the mid-range. Joel said it himself. You know, he wants to start right at the free throw line because now he can put the ball on the floor. He can create from anywhere. What Joel Embiid is doing right now is insane. But finally, for once, he has the point guard that can run that two-man game with Joel Embiid. He has that two-man game, which he has never had. He's never had a point guard that could run a simple PNR action. It, it's wild, man. And we've been breaking that down a lot. Uh, but this is just a great article, man. And, you know, Harden, Embiid, Maxi. I'm sorry, man. Those three together, you're telling me they can't win if they're healthy? Can they win if they're healthy? Absolutely. And with the way the bench is playing, you got guys like Niang who are showing up every night. Sixers haven't had a guy that consistent off the bench in years. DeAnthony Melton is showing up every night for the most part. They get that version of Tobias back that they saw a couple weeks ago. There you go. Montrez Harrell has been playing better. Now, still questions about the playoffs. And again, I put out a trade piece yesterday, so check that out. I do think the Sixers will try to potentially upgrade at the backup five or the wing. But, you know, you're looking at minimal improvements right now. And they have a roster spot open which gives them the flexibility to try to bring another guy in. They just need to keep it under the cap. But, um, you know, I, th- I think this Sixers team has actually unlocked the key. And I think that's Maxi coming off the bench. I think that's Maxi coming off the bench. Because now you're going through an entire game where, you know, you can have either Harden or Maxi initiating the offense, taking it downhill, driving at the basket. And, you know, that's just hard to stop. Another team brings in their second unit. They have to go from guarding James Harden to guarding Tyrese Maxey. 
that is not an easy stop. So uh, then you can mix Maxi with Embiid as well. There's a lot you can do. Um, and yeah, I just, I just think the Sixers have found it. I think they found their identity. What did I say all to begin the season? For those first eight, 10 games, I said they need to find their identity. They need to find their identity. They need to find their identity. They found it. It starts with James and Joel operating that mid-range pick and roll and everybody else feeding off it. And now with Maxi being utilized better off the bench, this team has found that rhythm together. And I love it, man. I think it's there. Let's go. I think they found it, man. Right now, they're pushing all the right buttons. I do expect them to come back down to earth. But now that they've taken care of business on the easy ones, they now have more confidence. They now have more substance going in to the next month and a half. So hopefully they continue to keep it up somewhat similar. Uh, $5 donation from Sean Quick. Thank you, man. He says, I give Joe tons of credit. He sees what he has been working for Jokic. He sees what, oh, he sees what has been working for Jokic, especially at the elbow, and has added it to his game. Much better passer now. Much better passer now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, bringing it back to the Ben Simmons thing, Sean, I think that's a good point. Because without Ben Simmons doing what he did to this organization, I almost feel like Joel wouldn't be at this level. And I'm not saying he wouldn't get better. I'm not saying Joel doesn't have that drive because, damn it, he does. The guy gets better every year. He even started off this year looking like, I mean, like he didn't even do anything for months. And he actually did it. But once he gets into that groove, now he's added more to his game. And now he's learned to play with a compliment. And that's something that I'm really impressed with about James as well. James has never played with a center like this. And his ability to be a smart player and, and kind of adapt his game as well, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. But without this motivation, without this extra energy, I don't know if Joel would be playing this way. I think Joel looks at the situation, like I said earlier, like, damn, we could have had a couple finals runs, man. And now instead of having a point guard, I can just put the ball on the floor from anywhere on the court. I can do anything I want to. Joel is, is just, I don't even know how to describe, like he's transcending the position almost. It, it doesn't make sense sometimes what he's able to do. The guy puts up 40 in his sleep, but with the firepower of Embiid and Harden and with Maxi off that second unit, I think this Sixers team has unlocked, you know, really the, the key to keep going forward. I love what I'm seeing. I hope they keep it how it is for now. We'll see what happens. You have to get past that second round. You have to get past that second round. There's no doubt about it. If they don't, heads will be turning. But, you know, then again, if you do, and again, this is speaking down the line. This is just like conversational type of things. But, you know, say you get to the third round and lose, then what? Then what? How do you, do you run it back? Do you not? You're going to have to sign James this offseason. I'm telling you, James bet on himself and he knew he was going to be playing better. He knew he was going to be ready for the moment. And he wants to win a championship. He's done everything except win a championship. And I said that in the offseason. So you're going to have to sign James. Tyrese is going to be up for a max contract. A lot of things to look forward to, man. But decisions will be made. Decisions will be made. So I think it'll be interesting. Um, 
Foss says football is coming to a close. Going to start revving it up as NBA heads into the playoffs. Yeah, guys, it's been a crazy run for the Eagles. By the way, I am covering the Eagles on A to Z Philly, so be sure to check that out. Uh, but yeah, it's been a grind. But once football is over, you know, we'll be going even harder with the NBA coverage. I mean, again, we're dropping videos every day. We're doing live streams for every game, YouTube and playback. We're growing that out. I mean, we're here doing live streams like this, and so we're just doing a lot, man. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. And right now, the way the Sixers are playing, they're peaking at the perfect time. You got the All-Star break coming up in a couple weeks. We'll have a lot to talk about with that. And did you guys even know that the trade deadline is in two weeks? Like I said, I dropped the video yesterday, but the trade deadline is coming up. Do you think the Sixers will do anything? I gave my prediction in the video yesterday. I think they're going to do something, but you have to check it out to, uh, to see what I'm thinking. But anyway, for the last uh, six, seven minutes here, since we're almost at an hour, uh, I'll read some of the comments. Thank you to everybody who has supported the show tonight. Thank you to everyone who has been in here. I mean, pretty good crowd for, for an unannounced live stream like this. I like popping up once in a while, uh, talking, and, and obviously Sixers Nets tomorrow should be a fun game. So we'll be breaking it all down, of course. But uh, let me know what you guys think about this game tomorrow. Will the Sixers get the W? Will the Sixers get the W? I think they will. I think they will. I know the Celtics were playing the Miami Heat tonight. Did they win? Did they lose? Let's see. Let's see if they, uh, if they got the dub. If not, the Sixers are even closer to climbing up to the one seed. Let's see. The Celtics lost tonight, guys. The Celtics lost 98-95. to 95. Boom, there you go. Breaking news here on Philly Take with RB. Look at that. 98-95 to the Miami Heat, who, by the way, have been a disappointment this year. Toronto has been a huge disappointment. So now you're looking at the standings, man. Let's, let's look at the standings because now we're even closer. Look at that. Three and a half games. If they win tomorrow, it'll be three. I don't know if Boston plays tomorrow. I don't think they do. But uh, that'll be three if the Sixers can get a win tomorrow. And by the way, guys, we will be doing more Game of the Week shows. I know we haven't done one in a couple weeks. It's just been very busy with the Eagles run here as I'm covering them as well. So once football ends, we'll, we'll get on a consistent uh, Game of the Week thing as well every week. Uh, and again, if you guys have not joined the playback room, that link is down below. And also join the Discord, man. We have like 80 people in the Discord. It's still kind of quiet, though. It's still kind of quiet. So we need more people in there talking Sixers, talking NBA, and uh, chopping it up, man. All the links are down below. All the links are down below. But yeah, man, look at those standings. Cleveland fell. They're four and six in their last 10. Brooklyn has fell. The Knicks are number seven. Miami is seven and three. They're starting to heat up a little bit, but eh. You know what's weird about Miami is like, I feel like it's back and forth with them. I feel like one year they're good, one year they're not. One year they're good, one year they're not. And then Toronto's not even in the play-in right now. That is nuts. Chicago's down there. They've been awful. I thought Miami and Toronto would be pretty good this year. They have not been. I said the Sixers would be the one seed at the beginning. I think I said Milwaukee would be two. Boston would be three. So uh, you never know. But the Sixers are climbing, baby. Hottest team in the league right now. 
Then you look at the West. Some of the teams have fallen off. The Pelicans have lost five in a row. The Jazz are number seven seed now. Look at the Suns, man. They're struggling. The Warriors are number 10. I mean, guys, this, this is a year. This is a year where it is open right now. The Kings are the number three seed. Do you know the Kings have the longest drought in sports? They're the number three seed. If the Kings don't make the playoffs this year, ban the franchise, all right? End it. End it. Force them to sell. Hostile takeover. Goodbye. If they don't make the playoffs this year, I don't know what to do with them. Get them out of here. But anyway, not to reiterate what I've been saying, but I have been saying it all season, guys. I said it in the offseason. We do the free agency live streams, all that stuff. I said, wait till it comes together. This right now, this basketball from the Sixers, a quiet 18-4 and four, is what I envision for this team. The two-man game, the way they're playing together, they just have to stay healthy. And there are some big games coming up after these next few. I mean, even the next few, Brooklyn tomorrow and then the Nuggets, win those games. Then you got uh, Boston coming up in a couple weeks, few times, so you want to win those games. If the Sixers beat Boston, I, I think they'll get a lot more respect. But I'm excited to see what happens, man. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, beloved and beautiful, what's going on? Thank you for being in here. What's going on, beloved? says, we're so close. Secret, my guy in the chat. What's up, Secret? Hope to see you guys here tomorrow night as well. It's going to be a good show for sure. Would you want Ben on our team if he was on a minimum? No, I would not. He At this point, he hurts the team more than he helps, even for nothing. That's why the Nets cannot trade him right now. Because what team is going to take two more years of a Ben contract for $40 million? The answer is none. The answer is none. No team wants that contract. It is over. It's over. The guy, it, like, he almost hurts your team more than helps. He does. So, let's see. Uh, Key says, y'all, def ain't that good. Everyone goes on a run. Well, we're 18 and four. So, uh, I, I think that kind of speaks volumes. You're number two in the Eastern Conference. I think you can say they're good. I think you can say uh, they're they're good. I don't think every team is going on an eighteen to four run. That's just an idiotic statement. Um, at that point, Boston's not good either. None of the teams are good then. None of them. Merksy says the next few games are a good mid season check on where the Sixers are really at. I agree. I agree. Secret says, I said it before, man, but watching Joel play for the team is a treat. It's a luxury, bro. I, I, yeah, we say this every game. I make sure to say that in every game live stream because you never know. You never know. And it is a joy. It is a treat. It is special watching Joel Embiid do the things he does on a basketball court. On a basketball court. He says we were number two. The Nets did it. Yeah, see, this guy's a goofy man because uh, he's saying that the regular season doesn't matter. Yet when you were number two, it mattered. Yet when you were number two, it mattered. Yet in the playoffs, your roster is going to be exposed. Okay, the Nets fans are in the woodworks. I commend you for even showing your face uh, because most of them are quiet at this point. But, you know, Nets fans, not only do you have Ben to worry about, you have... Uh, hack a clacks, they're calling it. Hack a clacks. Even when the Nets went on a 12 game win streak, it masked 
the flaw that they have that will remain with them through the rest of the season as long as they have been on the roster. And the and Nets fans are, are starting to admit it, which is great. Which is great. They're saying that he's actually stealing money, which is wild. Sean says Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers are bad, man. The Lakers are bad. <laughs> They're just not a good team. We already knew that. Lakers are all the way down here. They're below the Thunder. The Thunder are better than the Lakers. The Thunder are better than the Lakers. Wow. And the Lakers made that trade uh, yesterday for Hachimura. Like, that's going to do anything. The Lakers are done. They have to blow it up. They have to blow it up. But yeah, man. uh, Sixers are the better team than the Nets. Uh, Sixers have more potential to go further. They don't have the liability on their roster anymore. And if you don't believe me, you'll see what I mean. You'll see what I mean. So, yeah, man, it should be an interesting game uh, tomorrow. I hope the Sixers get the W and move forward. Uh, It should be a tightly contested one, even without Kevin Durant. But, hey, hopefully the, uh, the Sixers can pull out a W. And, yeah, this is a good show. This is a good show. Let's see. Speed Demon says, tell Giannis to stop having single-digit games. I think Giannis is gassed at this point. I think he's gassed. Jay Vicious says, Ben, quadruple single, 8.7 rebounds, 7 assists, 6 fouls. The guy's averaging 7 points a game. It is over. It is over, man. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. it's come down to this, but... I, I, I didn't think it would fall apart that fast. You know, I didn't think it would fall apart like that. But here we, here we are. So, um, man, I, I would love to get matched up against them in the playoffs. I really would. I really would, man. Because you're essentially playing four on five at that point. You're playing four on five. So, and I mean, they'll see what we mean. He didn't play last year, so we'll, they'll, they'll see what we mean at this point. But, um. Sixers need to stay healthy, man. Sixers need to stay healthy. That's my biggest concern right now. And we'll see if they can do that. But anyway, thank you all for coming through. Once again, tonight's show presented by Aura, leading provider in digital and internet safety and security and fraud protection. Thank you all for being here, man. This is a good show. Did you guys enjoy this one? Let me know. I would love to do more shows like this. Late night, chatting it up, talking, reading some of the comments. It was a good one, man. Good show. Tomorrow night, 7.30. We'll be on playback and YouTube. Sixers and Nets. All the Net fans in here as well. Thank you for being here, man. Come out tomorrow night. We'll chat it up more. We'll chat it up more. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Still not a healthy performance. Let's just hope Joel Embiid suits up tomorrow. I'm excited, man. We'll see what happens. Catch you guys all on the next one. Have a good night. Peace.